Blog Talk Radio. If anybody want the Lord to make him over, just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. continually be in my mouth. Well, welcome tonight to a Word from God radio broadcast on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler. And I want you to know tonight that God has a designed word just especially for you. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. 
You see, by keeping God's word in our heart, it keeps us living a holy lifestyle if we obey God's word. And in Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning the word will illuminate every one of our steps as we walk towards our purpose and our destiny in Christ. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. After the broadcast tonight, if you would look on the webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there's a button there that says follow. And I ask that you please push that button and it lets us know that you do follow and that you do enjoy our broadcast. And I want to say thank you to all of you who have been following the broadcast. Uh, it seems like each week I'm getting a new uh, follower, so I want to say thank you for that. Thank you for your encouraging words and for your support. And just to let you all know that I truly, truly do love each and every one of you. It's a pleasure to come on every week and just share uh, from the Word of God what God has spoken to my heart. Because see, what He speaks to me, it hits my heart first. And then I bring that and I deliver that word unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And um, I'm going to ask that uh, you would visit uh, our website called um, a word called a word from God dot webs dot com. That's a word from God dot webs dot com. Excuse me. Now browse our site and follow our links to all of our other affiliate sites and our other blogs. Also, we have a page on Facebook. Uh, called A Word From God. So please click the like button there to show us that you do like that page. And also you can email us at uh, a word from God 3 at AOL.com. That is a word from God 3 at AOL.com. And I ask that when you go on our website that you would check out our ad and our advertisement cost page on our website. And if you would like to have your church event or your business announced on the air, or if you're an artist and uh, you'd like for us to play your CD on our A Word from God broadcast, then please go to our website for all of the instructions on our advertising uh, cost, or you can email me at awordfromgod3 at aol.com. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, that's... Uh, uh, you follow me on Twitter at Becky C H one. That's Becky C H one. If you want to follow me on uh, Twitter. Now, also you can hear me every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. where I do a business show. Where uh, on Wednesday mornings, uh, 10 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I do, um, if if I can get a guest to come on, I interview that guest, and we talk about your business, and we talk about all kinds of uh, different things that uh, will help put you and your business out there for the world to meet. If I don't have a guest, then I just go ahead and I do uh, a uh, something about business. Last week I did a show on going into business, uh, with a partner, 
uh, sometimes when you go into business and you don't have everything that you need that you can do it by yourself, sometimes you may be, uh, maybe need to pick a partner, have a partner to uh, work alongside of you. But you want to be careful even in that area. So you want to go on and um, listen to my archive show uh, about, I think it's eight questions uh, about, uh, uh, about a business partner. So you might want to go on and check that out. Uh, as well as check out my last week's show. It was on the goodness of God, our Sunday night show, and the week before that, uh, I believe I did, uh, it was a secret place. And you just want to go in and just get that word of God and get it in your spirit and let it just permeate, just let it just flow all in your spirit so that you'll have something throughout the week to fight the enemy off with. So uh, do check out my uh, Wednesday morning show, and I also every Wednesday morning uh, read a scripture that kind of pertains to business, and I give just a little tiny word, just a small word, just something, a little daily quote or whatever you want to call it, to um, just let you know that even in business that you need God. And also in my archives, I do have a message called How to Start a Business. And in this message, I use scriptures for how to start a business built on God's principles. And then there are many other things that we're doing. We're still working on our uh, In Time series. We're still working on our book. And I would also ask you to please visit um, our website at Lady Be Lovely Fashions. Uh, at Lady Be Lovely, we carry uh, an array of women's church suits, men's church suits, business suits, all kinds of fabulous, fabulous uh, pieces, uh, jewelry, shoes, hats, anything that you could possibly want, uh, church uh, usher uniforms and choir uniforms. We carry those as well. And so I would ask you to go into our website. That's ladybelovelyfashions.net. Uh, that's Lady B, Lovely Fashions, with an S at the end of fashions, dot net. And, of course, I am Lady B. And I uh, just ask you to go in there and check us out and uh, uh, just let us know. Our phone number is on there. Our um, email address for the company is on there. So just go in there and just look at all the wonderful pieces. I do say that if you do order something, please call us first so that we can make sure that we actually have the correct size. And I will also ask you to call us so that we can make sure we have the right color and that we actually have that um, piece of merchandise uh, still in our warehouse. So uh, just give us, uh, uh, check us out at ladybelovelyfashions.net and just go in there and have fun buying and uh, we will do our very, very best uh, to make you look your best and all at affordable pricing. And also on my blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page, I ask that you would check out all of my affiliate links. Uh, there's one called Blood Pressure Awareness. Um, I was diagnosed a few years ago with blood uh, high blood pressure, and I'm doing everything I can uh, to cut down on that, uh, exercising, uh, watching what I eat, um, trying to get off of the medication, which can be done. If you change your eating lifestyle, if you do begin to exercise, we need to exercise every day. There was a, um article, I believe it was 
in the art magazine for those of us that are 50 and over who might get that magazine, but this is good for everybody. It says that we need to every day get up and move around. You cannot spend your whole day just sitting in a chair or just laying down because it causes your body, all that inactiveness causes uh, uh, more diseases to come upon your body. You're not eating right. You're not moving. You're not being active. So you're, you're killing your body. So what you want to do, we only get this one body, and we want God to bless this body, and we want to make sure that we treat the body that he gives us right. And so eat right. Change your, you can change your, you can still eat and enjoy some of the foods that you enjoy, but um, begin to change your lifestyle, change your eating habits, and begin to get up, even if you don't do anything but walk up and down your stairs 20 times or walk around your block three or four times or go to the gym and work out or walk and walk around their, their little walking uh, thing that they have there at the gym or go up to your child's school and walk. Whatever you can do, you need to get your body active. Uh, uh, begin to get into um, the things of God and begin to pray and begin to believe God and Begin to trust God and get in the Spirit, and you'll be surprised how the Holy Spirit will will put you through a a exercise regime. Because sometimes I just get in my house and I just get to rejoicing and praising God, and I'm shouting and jumping. And before I know it, I have really uh, lost a few inches just in praising God. So you got to get yourself together, and you got to want to you got to you want to take care. I know many of us in the month of January, at the beginning of the year, we always say, "I want to lose." Weight. But whatever you do, uh, don't do it so much to lose weight, but do it because you want to be healthy. And if you're healthy, you're going to lose weight. And uh, keep that commitment to change your habits, uh, your eating habits, your eating lifestyle, your everyday lifestyle, your, your exercising lifestyle. Change that. And I tell you, you will feel much, much better about yourself and you'll look better. So, praise God. Hallelujah. Well, uh, it's uh, almost time for us to get into the Word. So, uh, before we get into the Word tonight, uh, I had a young man and his wife, oh, several months ago, on my broadcast. And on this evening, around about 5 o'clock p.m. here, Central Standard Time, uh, this young man, which was Minister Roderick Watkins, He is now Elder Watkins, and he was ordained this evening at our church at 5 o'clock at the Day Springs Family Church. He was ordained by our bishop, Bishop Kevin Keith Dickerson. And I just wanted to say congratulations to uh, Elder Watkins. I always did call him Elder, so uh, I'll just keep on going in that frame. But we want to say congratulations to Elder Watkins and to his wife, Sister B. They're a wonderful, wonderful asset to our ministry there at the church. Uh, just a wonderful couple raising some beautiful children. And we just thank God for them. And once again, Elder and Sister Watkins, congratulations on on Elder Watkins' uh, ordination on this uh, this evening, God bless you, Elder, and God bless you, uh, Minister B. Watkins. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go into a song before we go into the Word. I pray that tonight's Word will be a blessing to you. 
I'm telling you, God is just so good, and I'm so excited about what God is doing. Is there anybody out there that is excited about what God is doing in your life? This is a brand new year. This is uh, the year of the number 12, and I believe this means government and to set things in order. Is God setting some things in order in your family, in your life, in your finances, in your health? I already see see God, even this is just the first month, the 29th day of the new year, and I see God setting things in order in my life. Things are changing. Things are powerfully changing. Things are moving. God is moving this and bringing that, moving that and bringing this. I mean, great things are taking place. I'm so excited for the ministry. I'm so excited for where God is taking uh, this broadcast. I'm excited for where God is taking my business. I'm, I'm just excited for where God is just taking my personal life, my financial life. I mean, it is just an awesome, awesome experience to find and see how God is putting things in order. The things that the enemy meant to destroy me, God is straightening those things out and fixing fixing those things up, and God is working it all out. I mean, every bit of it, God is doing it. Hallelujah. And so I'm excited. Hallelujah. I'm excited about what God is doing. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to share this uh, song with you. And then we're going to go into the word tonight. And the tonight's message is entitled, What Are You Saying? We're going to teach you tonight to say the right things and how to set forth things in the atmosphere to come to you. But you want to be careful. You don't want to have the negative things being set forth in the atmosphere, but you want what the Word of God says about you and about your situation to be set forth in the atmosphere. So we're uh, going to go into this song and enjoy. Yes, I believe, I believe. 
into the atmosphere. The song says, I shall have what I decree. What are you decreeing today? What are you saying? What are you saying over your life, over your children, over your family, over your job? What are you saying today? And do you believe that what the Word says and what you're saying, do you believe that it belongs to you? Do you know that whatever the Word says about you, whatever promises the Word says uh, about you, you can decree it and you can declare it, and if you believe it and you know that it belongs to you, it will come to pass. Then the song went on to say, speak into the atmosphere. Get out there. Stop being afraid. Stop letting the devil walk all over you. And get out there and start speaking. Start telling people what you're looking for in God, what you're expecting from God, and what you're believing from God. Tell your family, tell your children. When they act up, don't say, oh, you bad thing, but you say, you know what? You are a blessing from the Lord, and I see you doing ministry work. I see you doing great things in the Lord. The devil is a liar. I see you preaching the gospel. I see you laying hands on the sick. I see you being a business administrator and a church. I see you being a pastor. I see you being a bishop. You begin to speak. I see you being a doctor. I see you as a lawyer. You begin to speak the things out into the atmosphere so that it, so that everything will hear it and the devil will know that you mean business. And then it says to believe and speak it and walk in it and open your mouth and speak it. See, you can't declare something with a closed mouth. You can't praise somebody with a closed mouth. You can't praise somebody and then stand there uh, and looking at them and thinking that you're praising them. You have to open your mouth. When you want something from God, you have to declare it, you got to believe it, and you got to decree it, and you got to speak it forth. And then you got to say, it's mine. How many of you believe that what God has spoken over you, what God has said about you, that it's yours? God said there's healing for you and there's deliverance for you and there's financial blessings for you. There's peace and grace for you. There's rest in your home. Some of you are living in, in homes of turmoil. You don't even like to go home. You hate being at home because there's so much struggle in your household, but as you begin to speak the word of God over your life, over your home, over your spouse, God will work a miracle, but you got to get in there and find that word that best suits the situation that you are going through. So tonight, that is what I'm going to be sharing on And my question tonight to you is, what are you saying? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? I remember hearing Chris Tucker on one of the Rush Hour shows, and he looked at Jackie Chan, I guess because Jackie Chan couldn't understand what he was saying, and he said, do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Well, what are the words that are coming out of your mouth? 
What are you saying? Are the words that you're saying, are they in agreement with Satan's words, with the world's words? Or are the words that you are speaking tonight in agreement with what God is saying and what the word of God is 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 speaking over your life. Some of you have received prophecies, but you have not called those prophecies forth in your life. You're waiting for them to happen, but there are things that you've got to do. You've got to begin to speak. If God said that you are going to uh uh that he's going to bless you financially, then you've got to do those things, begin to speak those things. Lord, I thank you for my financial prosperity. I thank you, Lord God, for the business that you said that I'm going to have. Lord, I see myself as a great businessman. I see myself as a great businesswoman. I glorify you, Lord. I I even see the building, Lord God, that you're going to put me in. Lord God, I see the finances coming. I see people uh, coming to me and handing me money for my business. Lord, I thank you and I praise you because the word of God says you should supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you. I glorify you. I worship you. I see myself as that great businesswoman. I see myself as that great man of God. I see myself as a woman that that has a, a, a music ministry. Lord, I see myself. But when you say, oh, I don't know, I don't have the education, I don't think I could ever be a businesswoman, who would want to come and buy clothes from me? Oh, my God, who would want to come to my church? Nobody wants to hear me speak. You know, when you're talking like that, no, nobody does want to hear you speak because everything that's coming out of your mouth is negative and it's not a part of what the Word of God says about you and it's not the prophetic word that was spoken over you. God speaks those prophetic words over you to take you to the place that he wants you to go. Now, how you get there is up to you. You can get there the long road, whining, complaining. It took the children of Israel 40 years to go 200 miles because they complained and they griped and they complained and they griped, and they were not saying the right things. And even God said, ooh, I even repent. Why in the world did I make these people? But then he went ahead, and Moses began to pray and ask God to forgive to forgive them and, and talk to him about them and so on and so forth. And God changed his heart and changed his mind about the way he was thinking because God was ready to just wipe everybody out. And, you know, we don't want that. We don't want God to get so sick and tired of it. He said, you know what, Mm-mm, I'm just through. I don't even want to deal with this anymore. But begin to speak the things that God has spoken over your life. Many of you have some beautiful prophecies. Don't forget the prophecies. Don't forget what was spoken over your life 20 years ago, 15 years ago, yesterday, uh, five minutes ago, maybe this morning at your church. Don't forget the prophetic word that you heard. Just like the word of God, you hide that thing in your heart and you, you, you feed off of that and you 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 nourish that thing and you, you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and just nurture that thing. Just nurture it with the word, pouring the word on it, pouring the uh the oil on it. Just allowing the Holy Spirit to just go inside, deep inside of you to make that word come forth out of you as you continue to speak it. Well, tonight uh, we're going to look at the word speak in the Strong's Concordance. 
uh, and the Hebrew word for speak is pronounced da-bar, da-bar. And it is a verb word, a verb word meaning it's an action word. And the definition means to declare, to converse. So you can converse with God. You can converse with God. You can. Uh, it means to command. You can. You can make a command on the word God. Your word says, "This is not my word. This is your word. Your word says I am." Healed. And so, Father, right now, I am healed, and I am expecting when I go to to the church service, to the revival, or whatever, I am expecting to be healed because of what Your Word says, Your promise. Uh, to speak means uh, it means a promise. It means to warn. It means to threaten. It means to be spoken, and it means to put to flight. Many of you are doing all of these other things. You're declaring it and you're conversing and you're, you're making a, a, a command on the anointing. Uh, you're threatening the enemy. You're reminding God of his promise. You're warning the devil uh, that you're not going to take it anymore. And you're even speaking. But are you putting it to flight? Are you putting your words to flight? Are you sending forth your words out into the atmosphere? Are you sending your words forth in a way that 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 it will it, it will connect with the word of God and it will find its way back to you so that God's word can accomplish what he sent his word to do in your life in the first place. So put your words to flight. And then we're looking at the um the uh, Hebrew word for profession, and it comes from the original word uh, homologio, and this word means uh, to agree with, to declare openly, to speak out freely. <clears throat> uh, profession means to agree with. What I confess out of my mouth should agree with what the word of God says about me. God's word says, oh, I'm healed. But you say, oh, my gosh, I'm just not feeling well. I'm just sick to my stomach. I'm this, I'm that. I don't know if I can make it. Oh, I just feel so bad. And, and I've had those days where the enemy has come, and I know that I was healed. I'm walking in health. I'm walking in healing. But I didn't go to church because I just had a tummy ache. And I felt bad because, see, if I had gone to church, God would have healed that because I've done that on many occasions where I just told the devil he was a liar and I kicked him to the curb and I went on to church and God totally touched and healed my body. When we are in agreement with what God says, God will work a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18 and 21 says in the King James Version, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And in the New Living Translation, it reads like this, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequence. What are you adding uh, to your life, or what are you taking away? Death takes away. Life adds. So what are you adding or taking away from
from your life. Whatever you speak, whatever you say over your life, because there's power in your tongue, whatever you speak over your life, whatever you say against or about yourself, that consequence is what you are going to reap. What are you speaking over your life? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Now, many of us were raised in saying the first thing that comes to mind, uh, such statements as, girl, that scared me to death. You scared me to death. Every time I get ready to go on vacation, I tell you what, when I get ready to go on vacation this year, I'm going to get sick. It happens every time. Uh, And in most cases, that happens to someone. A rumor at work about layoffs, and then there you go. I know I'm going to be one of the ones to get laid off. I just know it. I believe that. Oh, girl, I know they're going to lay me off. And you just keep saying it, and you keep saying it, and you keep saying it, and then it happens. And then you ask God, Lord, why did you let that happen to me? Because you created that in the atmosphere to happen to you. Instead of you saying, I don't care who they lay off, they're not laying me off. I will uh, uh, be on this job until I'm ready to go. We have a sister in our church who was sharing her testimony with me about her job, and she was saying how they kept uh, saying that people were going to be laid off, and sure enough, people were. And they told her, that she was laid off, but they called her up the next day and told her, we need you to come back in because uh, we can't let you go yet. And she's still on her job, even though people are still being laid off. She's still on on her job, and she's done so well on her job that they created a new department just for her. So don't tell me what God won't do when you do what the Spirit of God says that you're supposed to do. She's a tither. She's a double tither. And God blesses those that follow his laws, follow his ordinances, follow after what his word says. Uh, We speak negatively over our lives constantly, and then we wonder why do bad things continually happen in our lives. What are you saying? What words are you speaking? Oh, oh, my kids are so bad. Oh, I just, I tell you, my husband is no good. Oh, I just want to get rid of him so bad. Oh, I can't stand my mother. Oh, I can't stand my father. And we begin to speak things and say things. There are powers in your words, and you have to be careful of what you say because if you believe it either in the negative or in the positive, in the word of God, it will take place in your life. In many cases, we speak first without thinking what we should say. Now, for people who are not saved, and they do not follow God, this is how they speak because they don't know any better. They don't get into the word. No one has prophesied over their life, and so they just go by uh, how their hand is dealt to them. They go by what they know. They go by what they see. But the Bible tells us that we don't walk by sight, 
but that we walk by faith. But for someone who has been born again, washed by the blood of the Lamb, and who has been redeemed, these words should should never come out of our mouths because we should speak what the word and the will of God says over our lives, says over our health, says over our finances, and says over our families, our jobs says over every situation that we can possibly face. Don't you know that the name of Jesus is bigger and badder than any situation that can ever come up in your life? The name of Jesus. The Bible tells us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Even the demons have to bow. All kinds of diseases have to bow. Circumstances have to bow. They have a name, but the name of Jesus, hallelujah, is bigger, badder than any other name out there. When I come in my name, people are like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, okay. But when I go in the name of Jesus, they know that I'm coming and I'm coming because I mean business. I mean business for the Lord. The only reason we are not speaking correctly over our lives is because we do not know God's word or his promises to us. How many of you know that God has made promises to us? Now, many of us all of our lives, you know, we've had somebody to make a promise, and they did not keep their promise. Their promise was never kept. Or maybe, you know, you bugged them so long until they finally kept that promise. I remember sometimes we would make promises to our kids and uh, uh, we weren't able to fulfill all the promises. And those girls would remind me, Mama, but you said, but you said, but you said. You, Mama, you made a promise to me. You said I could go here. Mama, you said you were going to take me there. Mama, you told me you were going to buy me this. And uh, eventually I was able to do whatever it was that I said I was going to do. But God makes promises to us, and he keeps those promises. Second Corinthians, and I always tell you every week to please have a piece of paper along with your Bible, but at least a pen and a piece of paper to take down notes or at least to write down the scripture. And then afterwards, you can go back in on this show tonight and rehear this broadcast if you miss anything. But 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 in the King James Version says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. All of God's promises. Are yea, because you know people say, well, God doesn't answer all of our prayers. You know, sometimes He'll say yes, sometimes He'll say no, sometimes He'll say wait a while. But that's not what this scripture is saying. This scripture says that all the promises of God are yea and amen. So be it unto the glory of God by us, where we will give God the glory for the things that he has promised us, that he will receive the glory that is due unto his name. Now, we are to search and study the scripture daily 
to find all of God's promises. And once we have studied and researched these scriptures, um, uh, then, I'm sorry, once we have studied and researched these scriptures, these scriptures should become a part of who we are. We should hide them in our hearts, like it says in Psalms 119 and 11, about hiding the word of God in our hearts that I might not sin against thee. Well, we need to hide the promises of God in our hearts as well so that when the enemy comes up to us and says, look, uh, you're not healed. You said, oh, but the word of God says that I am healed. The word of God says that um, that he took the stripes on his back for my healing. The, the word of God talks about he sent his word and he healed them. As long as you come forth with the scriptures and you know the word of God, there is nothing that the enemy can do to take that away from you. He can only take away from those who don't know what the promise is. So um, we are to pray and confess the scriptures over our lives. And when Satan comes, like I said, with a lie to steal and stop your assignment that God has released in you, then you have a weapon to use against him. In Hebrews 4 and 12, God's word, in Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, God's word is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword and cuts as deep as the place where soul and spirit meet, the place where joints and marrows meet. God's word judges a person's thoughts and intent. God's word cleans us up, straightens us out. The word helps. We're renewed daily when we read the word of God. It changes who we are. Uh, God's word judges a person's thoughts and intents. Sometimes we're up, we mean no good. But when we get into that word and we read the word of God and we see, hey, that's not right, I can't do that. So we have to change things, and that's where the word of God, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts things out of us that should not be in our lives, in our bodies, in our spirits, in our minds. There are three areas in our lives that God wants to change as we grow in him, and they are our thought life, our word life, and our faith life. Number one, to change your thought life, Romans 12, uh, you need to go to read Romans 12 and one where it talks about the renewing of your mind. To change our thought life, we are simply to change the way we think by renewing our mindset through the word of God. In renewing our minds, we are to be the expressed image of Christ. We are to be just like him. What you think about and dwell on daily is pretty much determines what you will become in life. What do you think about every day? Are you just always worried about your problems? I mean, that's what you're going to be doing forever for the rest of your life, just worried about problems, just worrying, worrying, worrying. And worry is a sin. If it's not faith and it's worry, 
it's a sin. That's what the Word of God says. So what are you thinking about every every day? What are you thinking about? What consumes your mind when you think about your life? Do you think about what the Word of God says about you? Or are you listening every day and being browbeaten and cast down by the enemy because the enemy has come in and kidnapped your mind? The Bible says in Proverbs 23 and 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. How are you thinking in your heart? What are you thinking about in your heart? Be careful what you think about yourself. You see, God cares about what you think about yourself because God cares about you. But the devil doesn't. The devil doesn't care. And that's why he always has you down on your luck, down in the mouth, always speaking negative. Wah, 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 poor me, poor me, poor me. Why do bad things happen to me? I'm a good person. You see, I can say these things because the enemy has used these things against me. Lord, why is this happening to me? I'm a good person, blah, 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 blah. But then something would rise up in my spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and a word would come forth, and things would change. My mindset would change. My heart would change, and I would begin to praise the Lord. Scripture will come up. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. Because, see, when you're praising God and you're blessing God and you're thanking God, you're not thinking about yourself anymore. You're thinking about God. Hallelujah. You're thinking about how good he is. You're thinking about all the wonderful things that God is doing in your life. You're, you're seeing a change. You're beginning to feel something in your spirit that causes your spirit to start leaping and jumping which comes out on the outside, and then your body starts leaping and jumping, and then you start praising God, and you start lifting your hands, and you start worshiping God, and you start speaking in tongues, and you start believing what the Word of God says about you, and you forget all about what the devil has said. It doesn't matter what someone else said about you. It doesn't matter what someone did to you. All that matters is that I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You see, what you think, good or bad, is what you can become. Remember, you control what you think. You do. Not the enemy, not even God. You control what you think. You are the one that sits there and has the pity party. You are the one that sits there and looks at your life and says, oh, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you allow the Spirit of God, you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and touch you and begin to uh, uh, bring things to your remembrance, is what, which is what the Holy Spirit does, and you will see that you'll start controlling what you think. Number two, change your word life. What are you saying to yourself and to others about you? Now we saw in Proverbs eighteen twenty one it mentions that the, uh, it mentions the word power. We have power in our tongues. We have creative power to change something, to create something, to declare and to decree something, just by speaking over situations 
in our lives. Things can begin to stay the same or change just by what we speak and decree in our lives and decree to others. This is one of my favorite scriptures, Mark eleven twenty three, And it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Now that scripture says, that you can uh, you can speak to that mountain, you can tell that mountain. We're talking literal mountain. You can speak to that mountain. You can say to that mountain, "Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea," and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. You know, but shall believe that those things which he said, that those things that you said, shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. Now, if you're saying the negative and you believe that and you don't doubt that, you're going to have what you say. But if you are speaking what the word of God says and you believe that and you don't doubt in your heart that the word is true, what is being spoken and what is being said about you, then the Bible says you shall have whatsoever you say. If you believe the negative and that and, and and what you're saying, as I said earlier, if you believe the negative, that's what it, what you're going to have. But if you believe the promises of God, that what you're saying, it will come to pass. And number three, we want to change your faith life. Do you really believe that God can do what he says he can do? Do you trust God like Jesus did? Uh, when a great storm arose, Jesus wasn't scared, or as the kids say, scared. Jesus wasn't scared, or nor was he afraid. He was in the bottom of the boat sleeping. Now, Jesus knew. You know, he knew his father. He trusted his father. It didn't make any difference uh, that the wind and the waves were out there crashing up against the boat and that things were going on. Jesus knew who he was. He was the creator of the water. He was the creator of the waves. He knew that all he had to do was just get out there and say whatever it was that he needed to say. But they needed to know that Jesus had the power to do that. And they had to believe themselves that they had Christ with them. And that as long as you have Christ with you, nothing nothing can hurt you. You're gonna, you can still go through things and you can still be uh, bothered by things by having Christ in your life, but you can still... Still decree it and declare it and speak over it and make that thing change. So Jesus wasn't afraid, but the but the the um the disciples were all afraid and they were scared and they thought they were going to drown and all kind of craziness uh was going on in their mind. And they had to go downstairs and wake up Jesus, look, Master, don't you care that we perish? I mean, you know, look, the boat's going down, there's water all in the boat. I mean, you know, they were running around, hollering, screaming, and scared. And Jesus just walked up to the boat, walked up on on the um, uh, top portion there of the boat, and he just looked out over the waves and he said, Peace, be still. And it says that immediately everything calmed. He said, peace, be still. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And that's what God is saying to somebody tonight. Peace. Be still. There's some turmoil that's going on in your life, and you don't know how you're going to uh, how you're going to make it. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know uh, what's going to happen in your life. You're a little afraid, and you, you're wondering, Lord, do you hear me? Lord, do you see? Lord, do you understand what's going on? But God is saying to you tonight, peace, be still. It might be your health. It might be your marriage. It might be your, your, your finances. It might be your job. It might be your children. Whatever it might be, God is speaking to you tonight, and he is saying, peace, be still. Know that he is God and that he is your deliverer and that there is nothing, God says, that is too hard for him. Peace, hallelujah, peace, be still. Hallelujah. I don't know who that was for, but uh, you know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And once Jesus said that, he said, peace, be still. Everything calmed down. And as I was saying earlier, that many of us need for the Spirit of the Lord to say, peace, be still over our situation. But you can also... Because you have creative power and you have the word of God in your life. You can speak to your soul and your mind and your body and to situations in your household. Speak it. Speak it into the atmosphere. Set it to flight. Set it forth and begin to say in your situation, peace, hallelujah, be still, hallelujah, Speak and let the devil know that I'm not taking this. There is peace in my house, and I'm going to be still and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. In my life. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Now, how do I get the faith, you might ask, that that, that faith that God wants me to have? How do I get that faith? Well, Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You hear the word daily on Christian TV. You hear the word every week when you go to church. Uh, the word of God is spoken over you, whether it's prophetic or someone comes up to you and just gives you a, a word. Uh, they, they were praying. Someone calls you and says, uh, look, you know, the Spirit of the Lord gave me this word for you on faith. Uh, or if you're reading the word of God for yourself to get faith, uh, to get the word deep into your spirit, you get faith by the word of God and by hearing the word of God. It's a constant thing. You hear the word, you hear the word, you hear the word, repetition, repetition, repetition. You hear the word on faith, and you keep hearing it. You keep studying faith. You keep studying faith scriptures until it gets so in your spirit that you are like, wow, I I, I got it now. I understand it. And now you can begin to thank the Lord, and you can begin to speak those things that those faith scriptures have given you, and you can begin to speak those things and say the right things over your life. Uh, The Bible uh, also tells us that 
uh, if we don't have faith, then we cannot please God. God is not satisfied with mediocre faith or sometimes faith. Faith in in God has to be genuine faith. Now, it doesn't have to be big faith because the Bible talks about faith uh, as a, a, gr- a grain of, of a mustard seed. And then the Bible tells us, I believe it's in Romans, it, it says uh, that uh, every man is given a measure of faith. But Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you diligently seek the Lord, diligently seek the Lord, and your faith level is where uh, God wants it to be. I'm not saying it has to be great faith, but uh, and you believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek seek Him. You can get the God kind of faith that you need to have. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. First John five and four says, "For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory." that overcometh the world, even our faith. We are overcomers after we accept Christ in our lives through our faith in him. If you want victory in your life, you must live a faith-filled life. You can have victory. You can walk in a victorious life. You can walk in health. You can walk in financial blessing. You can walk uh, and raise a great family. You can have a great job. You can have a great uh, business. You, by just walking in faith, walking in victory, letting the enemy know, no, I'm not listening to you. No, you are not going to hinder what God has started in my life. God is going to complete everything in my life that the Word says he's going to complete for me. You're not going to stop me. When we get the Word of God in our spirits, then we should begin to speak and make the right confessions over our lives and the promises that we might be facing There are words of confession. There are scriptures to confess over our lives. There are promises that we are to confess over our lives when we face certain difficulties in our life. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. That promise Let us hold fast The profession of our faith Without wavering For he is faithful That promise What has God promised you? What prophetic word has God given you? The Bible says to hold fast to that to hold fast to that profession of faith. Hold fast to your confession. Hold fast to your profession. Hold fast to it. Don't allow anybody or anything to snatch your confession, to snatch your profession from you. Because the Bible says that God is faithful. 
that promise. Whatever God spoke over your life, not only did he say all of his promises are yea and amen, meaning so be it, it is done, but it says that he is faithful that promised those things to you. He is faithful. God will not let you down. We let him down by not confessing what his word says. What are you saying? Begin to speak your words and confessions of faith out into the atmosphere and into the universe. I heard a bishop uh, one day on YouTube. His name is Bishop Tudor Bismarck. And I'm going to tell many of you to go on to the uh, YouTube and find his teaching. It's called the I Am Factor. I tell you, it will bless your life. It will bless your soul. It will bless your spirit. But I heard him say once that when we speak our confessions out into the atmosphere, all of what we are speaking, confessing, decreeing, and declaring, it begins to start searching for us and finding us by what we are saying good or bad, as soon as you put it out into the atmosphere, as soon as you begin to speak what the word of God, that thing begins to search for you until it finds you. Is it finances? It begins to search for you and find you. Is it health? It begins to search for you. Hallelujah. And find you Is it a marriage you want It begins to search for you And find you Begin to speak Over whatever it is That God has promised you If God has promised you a spouse Then you begin to speak that You begin to believe that And that thing As you begin to speak it and say uh, um, My spouse is out there And I know that my spouse is coming And I'm going to uh, meet my spouse soon, and I'm thanking you, God, that my spouse is everything for me that you want him to be, or she's everything for me that you want her to be for me. And begin to speak that thing. Stop talking about he got to be this, he got to be that, he got to be this way, he got to have money, because you don't know who you're speaking into your life. He might have all that, and he might be the biggest devil there is. But if you're praying for the one that God wants you to have, now he might not be exactly like you. Um, I want him to look, but I I remember a story of a lady that was seeking God for a mate, and she was asking God. He had to be tall. He had to be this. He had to be that. And one night she was running revival. She had never been married. She was in her forties, and she was believing God for a husband. And but she was just out there doing what she was supposed to be doing because the Bible says a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor. From the Lord, and so she was out somewhere where she could be found. And a gentleman invited her to uh, have coffee after the service. And she looked at him. And he wasn't exactly what she wanted. I mean, he, he was a nice-looking man. He was a little shorter than what she wanted. He was a little bald at the top, but you know, he had a nice suit on. And and uh, he was. It was said that he was one of the nicer brethren at the church. And so the spirit of the Lord told her to go out with him. And Several times, several times, a couple times, two or three times, they went out again. And about the fourth time they went out, 
uh, and as they were um, talking and talking to each other, the fourth time they went out, uh, she said a limo pulled up to her door, and the chauffeur got out, and he said, uh, "Miss so and so, Mister so and so is awaiting you in the limousine." And she got into the limousine, and there was flowers and candy in the limo. And they uh, took a long drive into a whole complete different city, and and they drove down to a pier uh, on a beach and had had dinner down by the beach. And it was then at that time that she found out that this man was a millionaire. Now, see, she could have not talked to the man, and she could have went on and 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 went after the man that that she physically wanted, but God gave her the man that He wanted, and that's the same with you. You need to begin to speak, God. What? Who is the man that you have for me? Send the man that you have for me, the right man, the man that you know is going to treat me like you want him to treat me, and begin to speak the things. Speak it out because as it, uh, as I was saying earlier, when you speak those things, then those things begin to uh, stand up and take notice and start searching out until it finds you. And then it says that all of heaven has our back as we speak the word of God over our lives. We have all of heaven uh backing us up in our finances, in our home, our cars, our peace, our health, our marriage, our salvation, whatever it is that we are saying and uh, whatever it says, uh, whatever we're saying, we are and have begun to find us right where we are. I'm sorry, I misread that. Um, Whatever we are saying, we are and have begun to find us has begun to find us right where we are. What we're saying that we are, it is beginning to find us right where we are. Now, once that you begin to put those things out into the atmosphere, then you be, you can begin to put the I am in front of it, and we know that God is the great I am, and that whatever he says he is, uh, that's what will be in our lives. God is asking us a question. What is it that you need from me? Because I am is here. All of God's names, all of his names are wrapped up in this one name, I am. He is I am the healer. I am the deliverer. I am your peace. I am the Lord of hosts. I am your shepherd. I am your provider. I am the one who sees. I am the creator. And top of all of that, God says that you can also put I am in front of your circumstances. And instead of saying I am sick, you say I am healed. Instead of saying I am poor, you begin to say I am rich. Instead of saying I am single, you start saying, I am married. Whatever you want, you put that I am in front of it. And stop putting the negative there, but put that I am in front of what it is that you want, what it is that God has said, what it is that God has spoken over your life. 
then let's turn to um, Isaiah 55 and 11. And it says, Isaiah 55 and 11 says, So shall my words be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me uh, void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. If you and God are speaking the same things, then you can have what you say. Because God says that nothing that he ever says comes back empty or it comes back void, but it accomplishes everything that he sent his word to do. Now, here are some ways to begin confessing the word of God over your life daily. Now, I found these helpful tips about confessing the word over your life on the Internet, and uh, I thought that these were some great little tips to to uh, share with you on tonight. Number one, you first must be born again. Once you are in the body of Christ, your spirit is now made alive to God. The Holy Spirit of God now has come to live inside of you. He is now your guide to give you understanding of the scripture and discernment of spiritual matters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once we accept Christ, then he can put his words of agreement uh, upon us and we agree with what his word says about us once we give Christ our life and we are made alive in him, then we can start proclaiming what the word of God says. Because most cases when you're not saved, you're not going to get into the word. You're not going to go to church. You're not uh, listening to Christian TV. So therefore, uh, being in uh, agreement with God doesn't mean anything to you. But once you get born again and once you find a right church and a Bible teaching and Bible believing church, once you go there, once you give your life to Christ and you say, Lord, this is uh, the way I want to live, I want to follow after you, and you read God's words and you see all the promises that God has for you, then you begin to be in agreement with God's word after you receive him as your Lord and Savior. Number two, at your new birth, God gives us a measure of faith. Exercise this faith, allowing it to grow. It grows by reading and studying the word of God and believing that it is the spoken word of God to you. Do you really believe that God's word is his spoken rhema word to you as well as uh, the logos word? Do you have that measure of faith that God gave you in the beginning, and are you are you growing that faith every day? Are you watering that faith? Are you feeding that faith? Are you doing everything to care for that faith so that that faith can grow from a mustard seed all the way up to a tall, strong oak tree? What 
are you doing with the measure of faith that God has given you? Number three, exercise the faith that God has given to you and believe that you are whom the Bible says you are and that you can do what the Bible says you can do. Are you exercising your faith by believing that you are what the Bible says you are? Do you believe that you are the righteousness of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus? Do you do you believe that? Do you believe that you're the head and not the tail? Do you believe that you're the lender and not the borrower? Do you believe that you are rich and not poor? Do you believe that you are healed and not sick? Do you believe those things? Do you believe that your mind is renewed and not messed up? What do you believe about yourself? Do you believe that you are emotionally healed and not on your way to a loony bin? What do you believe about yourself that the Word says about you, or do you believe anything at all? What are you saying? What are you confessing? Number four, your next exciting step is to find confession scriptures that you can apply to your situation that you want changed. What scriptures are you finding and applying them to the certain situations in your life? You cannot fight the enemy without your sword. And your sword is the word of God. Uh, the the devil over in Luke, and I believe it's it's in the other gospels as well, where he came to Jesus after Jesus uh went on his fast for forty days and Jesus was a hunger. And here comes the enemy thinking that he can turn the Lord to his side. And he began to tell Jesus certain things and say say certain things to Jesus, and Jesus kept uh, re, uh, kept rebutting rebuttaling him by saying, "Satan, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." Now, if Jesus used the word of God uh, on the devil. Why can't you? Jesus used the weapon, the weapon that he knew Satan could not stand up against, and that was the word of God. You've got to choose your weapon wisely. So it says, find confession scriptures that you can apply to your situations that you want changed. Number five, use your God-given imagination and see yourself as the word of God declares. The word of God says that you're healed, that you're delivered from addiction, that you're protected, that you're prosperous, that your marriage is restored, that your family is restored. See yourself the way that you are speaking about yourself. I remember a time when I wanted a car, a brand new car. There was a car that I wanted. 
And I used to just go to the dealership, and they would turn me down, and I would go, and they would turn me down. And I heard somebody one day say, see yourself in that new house. See yourself financially able. See yourself driving that new car. And I said, wait a minute, I've never done that. And so as I was confessing and making my confessing, and I was I was um, a confessing Mark eleven twenty three, which I wrote I, I read earlier about uh, you should have whatsoever you said. I began to quote that scripture. I doubted not in my heart. I believed that those things which I said would come to pass, and that I would have whatsoever I said. And then I kept saying that I have this particular car, and I see myself driving. And the next couple of times I went to the dealership, I was actually able to drive a car, two cars off the lot. And the third car that I drove off the lot was the car that I bought. And it was the exact car that I wanted, the exact car. Hallelujah. So begin to see yourself as the Word of God declares. Next, you must continue to speak it is done even before you see it in the natural. Start speaking. It's done. Father, I believe you. Father, I know that I'm healed. Father, it is done. Father, I glorify you. I magnify you because it is done. And I see it done in the spirit, Father God. I see it done. Father, I just glorify you. And I'm, I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the prosperity. I see the finances coming my way, Father God. I see myself walking in health, oh God. Begin to see it. Before it even, I'm sorry, begin to speak that it's done before you even see it in the natural. Uh, Number seven, then comes your action of faith, speaking God's word daily, taking it as medicine. It can be a part of the action you take. You must allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your actions of faith. Just like some of you take medicine for high blood pressure, you take heart medicine, or you might take uh, medicine for headaches, or you might uh, have some other type of condition. Maybe you're depressed. Just like you take that medicine, as the doctors tell you, so many different times a day, you need to treat the Word of God like it's medicine to your spirit by speaking God's Word daily over your life. If your high blood pressure medicine says take uh, two tablets a day, once in the morning and once at night, then as you take those um, those those uh, medications, then you begin to take two uh, scriptures uh, and says, uh, the word of God says I'm healed. The word of God says that by his stripes I was healed. By, uh, the word of God says by his stripes I am healed. It says, the word of God says that I shall lay hands on the sick. I'm going to lay hands on myself and they shall recover. You begin to use the word of God every day like medication and watch your body Fall in line with the word of God where you, as, as, as well as eating right and changing your lifestyle, um, 
don't let God heal you, and then you go right back into doing the same thing, and then here comes the devil, and you got to go through that all over again. But follow a, a certain plan, follow a certain regiment plan, even in 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 in, uh, in losing weight and and uh, and helping you um, to get a, a good exercise program. Ask God to give you a program that's for you. God God knows how to put you on the right program that will help you to lose the weight, put you on the right uh in the right eating frame, uh where you're eating the right kinds of food. God knows I mean, He made you and He made the food. So begin to use the word of God like medicine every day. Number eight, this is to be your way of life now. You Speak the word in spite of what your five physical senses tell you. Doesn't matter what your five physical senses, what you're 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 seeing, what you're hearing, what you're tasting, what you're touching, what you're smelling is telling you. You still uh, speak that word over your life. It is your lifestyle now. You know, it is your lifestyle. Just because you look in the uh, uh, the the mirror and you see something is wrong or you feel something is wrong, you go ahead. If you need to go see a doctor, you go see a doctor because you need to know what it is that you need to pray about and what you need to come against. But you still speak that word. You speak that word because it, that is your life. That's your lifestyle of speaking the word of God over your your life. Uh, number nine, you can speed up the process to there it is if you become more conscious of the words you speak. If you speak incorrect words, simply say, I break the power of those words off of my life and I render them of no effect in Jesus' name. And then you speak a scripture confession. And number 10, a really good thing to to aid you in your speaking the word only is to have your spouse, family members, close friends, coworkers, fellow classmates, or other believers correct you in love, correct you in love when you speak contrary to the word of God. If there's someone that you trust and there's somebody that you feel like you're going to make yourself accountable to, you know, look, I'm 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 learning how to speak the word of God over my life and you know, sometimes I don't always do it. So I'm going to need a little help. Will you help me to make sure that I speak the right things uh over my life. If there's somebody um if there's somebody that you trust that much then you you sit down with that person and you let that person, maybe the two of you can be of a help to each other because maybe this person also needs to begin to speak the right things over their life. And the last tip is a scripture confession that can help you get started in your daily confession. And this is what the, and this is what, uh, the scripture confession says. It says, I am who the Word of God says I am. I can do what the Word of God says I can do. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I am a world overcomer. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that the word of God blessed you on tonight. I pray that you will begin to speak the right things over your life. You need, there are things that you need, there are things that you are going through, and it. Uh, there's one simple answer, and, and it is speaking the word of God over your life. I'm going to replay the first song that we did on tonight. I normally don't do that. But I'm going to replay that song. And as you hear the song tonight, I want you to begin to set, uh, uh, begin to speak into the atmosphere what you want God to do and to change in your life. I want you to begin to believe God that he is going to change your lifestyle, change you totally, wholly, spirit, soul, and body, because you are changing and making the right confessions over your life and over your family's life. Enjoy.
Open up your mouth and open up your mouth and declare, 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 on tonight you will begin to change your confession change what you're saying about your life about what's going on in your life about the situations and things that are happening in your life if you will speak and confess the word daily you will be able to have a better life As you begin to speak what God's Word says, and as you confess what God's Word says daily, it will change your life. You need to do that on a daily daily basis. And then you need to do some I am confessions and some I am not confessions. I am confessions is I am rich. I am healed. I am strong. I am bold. I am what the word of God says that I am. 
I'm a powerful man or a powerful woman of God. I am anointed. I am full of signs and wonders. I am blessed. I am full of grace and mercy. I am encouraged. I am kind. I am faithful. I am powerful in the Lord. I am walking in love. Things that you would say that I am not, I am not the tail. I am not lacking. I am not beneath. I am not poor. I am not unhealthy. I am not discouraged. I am not cursed. I'm not unmotivated. I'm not lazy. I am not inferior. You need to find some I am's and some I am not. And you need to speak those things along with the word of God over your life every day. You need to speak certain things over my children. One of my daughters, um, when I was up visiting with them every day, that she would drop each child off at school. Each child had to make a confession. And she didn't tell them pretty much what to say. I mean, she kind of started it off. But then they would begin to confess uh, what they were in uh, in their life and what they wanted to be. You need to start your children off making the I am confessions and the I am not what they what they know that they are not what they know that they do that they don't want to be so you need to begin to speak and confess the word and then you need to teach your children for whatever little situations they're going through you need to teach them how to speak the word of God that help them to find a little scripture that goes along with whatever they face because our children face things every day at school and you may not know it You may not know what's going on. They may not tell you, but God knows. And you need to begin to teach them how to search the scripture and find out a scripture for them and help them to make that confession every day uh, to do their I am's and their I am not's confessions. And then you've got to know that God is faithful to his promises. He says all the promises of God are yea and in him amen. All of his promises You need to know that if you hold fast To the profession of your faith That he is faithful That promise God is A faithful God And if he made a promise to you It is He's going to make sure that that promise Comes to pass Do you believe what the word says About you tonight? The word has a lot to say about you. But you're saying that the negative when the when the Bible is saying the positive, begin to find out what the word says. And as you find out what the word says about you, then you can begin to do those I am. Then you use the word of God against Satan as a weapon. Just like Jesus did. When the enemy comes to to, to to bring destruction and and comes to make you feel like you're unworthy and make you feel like you're no good and make you feel like uh, he's stronger than you. You remember you have a weapon, and that weapon is the word of God. 
And then know that there are powers, that that your words are power. And the scripture says in Proverbs, I believe I read it first, 18 and 21, it says that uh, death and life are in the uh, are in our tongues, and death takes away, and life adds. We want to be very, 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 very careful about what we speak over our life. Death can take away so much from us, and I'm not so much talking about physical death, um, but you can speak physical death your way if you're not careful. But I'm talking about the spiritual death and the spiritual life. When you speak the word of God over your life, it adds so much to you. You have creative power in your tongue, and that creative power in your tongue can change any situation in your life. Let us pray. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you We praise you and we glorify you. And, Father God, I believe on tonight, as we heard tonight about what are you saying, that our words that we begin to speak over our lives, over our children, over our families, over our situations, will be what the word of God says. From now on, Father, we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We know, Father God, that we are more than a conqueror. We know that on tonight, Father God. And then, Lord God, we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then we know, Father God, that we are overcomers. And we know that greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. And then we know, Father God, that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. We know that we stand healed, O God. We know that we stand delivered, O God. We know that we stand in strength, O God. We know that we stand in power, O God. We know that we are anointed, Father And we stand, Father God, with wisdom, Lord, wisdom crowning our head. And we walk in understanding. And we walk in love on tonight, Father. And we glorify you because it is you, Lord God, who has made us. And you have brought all of these things, Lord God, through the Holy Spirit, Father God, to our remembrance. Lord, help us to remember who we are in you when things uh, come at us and make us feel like we're not strong, that make us feel like we're powerless, Lord God. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and remind us who we are so that we can boldly declare and decree, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Father, we love you on tonight. I'm asking you, Lord, for those that are going through turmoil right now, as you said in the message on tonight, you said, peace, be still. And, Father, we thank you for peace in their lives, and we thank you, Father God, that they're being still, that they can hear from you, to hear what the 
Spirit is saying unto them. Lord, we glorify you on this evening. We magnify you. We honor you, O oh God. You are truly an awesome and a powerful God. And we love you so much, Lord. We magnify you. We give you glory. And we give you honor. In Jesus' name, we pray, Father. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. And we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good, saints. He is so, so good. I tell you, I can't imagine my life without him in it. I, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's unbelievable in having God in your life and not having God in your life. I don't understand how someone can sit and not want to taste of the goodness of God. God's love is so wonderful. It is so beautiful. I'm telling you, when everything falls down around you, everything, and God comes in and picks you up and dusts you off and and gives you a brand new outlook on life, I can't imagine not having someone that gracious, that kind, that good. You see, God is not this person we make him out to be that every time you sin, he's throwing down these lightning bolts and hitting you and and punishing you. And He's a loving father. And many of us have never had a loving father. And that's what God wants to show you that he is. He's a loving father. He's a wonderful father. He is a, oh, I, I sometimes I just can't describe him because there are not words enough to describe how good God is. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. I praise him on tonight. Well, I thank and praise God for each of you. And we have a little short time left. And um, I don't know if anybody wants to just call in and just say something real quick about the goodness of the Lord. If you do, uh, we have about 13 minutes left. Um, The phone number is 1-818-475-9229. Hallelujah. God is just so, so, so good. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, um, I'm just so thankful. Uh, As I was saying earlier, you can tune in to my uh, Wednesday morning shows at at 10 a.m. I do a business show every Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, that's 10 o'clock a.m. when I do a business show. And every now and then, as the Spirit of the Lord leads, I might just do a show where I just play music just just to kind of help you throughout your day, uh, just some good worship songs, some good praise music, something to get you shouting, or something to just help you along in your day. Um, I do believe that uh, you can download some of my uh, shows uh, 
from iTunes. I believe I have some podcasts there. Um, I don't know if I did them right because I'm not a real strong uh, computer person, but I'm, this is the age we live in, and I'm trying to catch up with the rest of the world uh, because I believe that this is a wonderful time that we're living in that we can declare the gospel all over the world. I can uh, sit right here in the United States of America and people in London and Africa and Brazil and 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 Haiti and Jamaica and New York and California. People can listen to me every day all over the world. They can hear uh, a word from God every day, something to just help them along in their day. Well, we're praying to God. We want to take the uh, broadcast uh, in a little different way. We want to do some some different things this year. We want to do some um, uh, better things that will better uh, um, this broadcast. Um, if you have any suggestions or there's something that you would like maybe to hear us uh, preach on or maybe we can do a... Um, like a call-in show or something that you you know that interests you, uh, write me at uh, a word from God three at aol dot com. That's a word from God three at aol dot com. I will consider uh, any suggestions uh, only if the Spirit of the Lord leads me in that way. Uh, but we want to. Um, you know, do different things with the show. Of course, but mainly I will be sharing the Word of God. And as I said, I do thank those of you who do write and give your encouraging uh, words to me about our show. Well, I believe um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to end our show uh, as many of you know, please tune, uh, look at our website, Lady Be Lovely Fashions. I have a lot of great, wonderful, wonderful pieces of clothing and jewelry and all kinds of wonderful um, items there. Uh, you can also, um, uh, I'm going to be doing some other things on uh, Facebook. I have not done it yet, but I'm going to be putting some of my new items on uh, on my Facebook page, so uh, please stay tuned. Uh, I pray that tonight's message was a blessing to you on this evening, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to a word from God right here on BlockTalkRadio.com. I am your radio hostess, Evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler. Saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for Him. See you next week. God bless you and have a wonderful, good night. God bless you all.